Welcome to PlayState Podcast. I am Neil Hickton and I'm joined by Andy Buick. Hello, Andy. Hello there. Uh, obviously, he's a regular, but you know, what we're going to say. So uh, we are going to talk about a few things like State of Play. Uh, obviously, GT7 uh, has been shown in all its glory. Um, we're going to talk about Ghostwire. I've forgotten the rest of the name of that one. Just Ghostwire Tokyo. Is it just Ghostwire? Okay. Go- Ghostwire Tokyo. There we go. It had a whole name and I forgot half of it. <laughs> um, but anyway, we'll talk about a few other things and uh, I hope you enjoy it. So here we go. Uh, so the state of play, it uh, it came out a couple of weeks ago now. That was Wednesday. It was last week. Really? Time <laughs> yeah. does fly around here, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> or goes very slowly by the sounds of it. Uh, yeah, the state of play announced a... Uh, well, a bit more about the detail of GT7, and uh, I'm really excited about it. I know Andy might not be as much, but I, I, I've loved GT since day one, and uh, there's a couple of things in there I wanted to talk about and sort of pick up on, which is kind of a step in, um, a step forward, I should say, for racing games, in my opinion. Uh, so you've got things like uh, the uh, aerodynamics. Did you did you watch that and how the yeah, I, I, I did watch it. Yeah, I'm yeah, just it's, hoping it's, it's not a uh, a made up. Um, you know, this is what's actually happening underneath them, and what actually is happening isn't anything like that at all. Um, but I like the the theory of it. Uh, cloud and weather was the other thing, uh, or the dynamic clouds. I can't remember what they called. Yeah, now. Uh, even it gives you uh, there's a little gauge in there to tell you what the weather's likely to do as well. Yeah, like you would on yeah. if you were uh, watching. Um, the weather like on F- the pit F1, wall yeah on the pit wall you'd, you'd have details about the weather radar and whether there's any cloud or rain coming uh, so you can let your uh, drivers know what's going on what to expect on the next corner uh, the, the biggest thing on that for me is the fact that on a really big uh, course uh, yeah you might find that raining on one side of the course but it's really sunny on the other and i like the mm, fact that yeah. instead of it now being um oh it's raining today uh so the track's wet in some places it's kind of got puddles and whatever else you've got this potential for it to alter not just during the lap but during the race as a whole so it might not be permanently raining uh, throughout it might be any patches or or you might only get sort of smart small spots in um uh, some corners or whatever, which could you know, make make or break a decent manoeuvre. So I'm I'm excited about that. I think that's yeah, really, I, really cool. I like the fact that they showed you the the track getting wet and then getting dry again, where where the cars were mostly using it, and then puddles might form on certain parts of the track where where it's lower, where it's not used as much, and so on. That was yeah, that was impressive to say the they, least. They've done. I guess it's it it comes back to how it translates into the experience, though, doesn't it? I guess, and this is that's. The bit that remains to be seen is, are you going to need to do things like change tyres as you go around? Do you need to change oh, yeah. from dry to wet? Is the, is are the you temperature of the are you really track going to change? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. Um, they, they, they've suggested that the dual sense is going to be key to playing it, that you can feel the tyres the um, mm. or the wheels sort of juddering and um, the difference in the ground that you're going across, the road types, the surfaces you're going across. Um, so you're going to be able to feel those things. Um, they've made a, a comment again about 3D audio, um, suggesting yep. that's going to change your perception of uh, things. But I've still only got two ears. And um, <laughs> last time I checked anyway. And, um, you know, I, I'm not sure 
it's just it's just about the calculation of how sound is uh, generated around you or how you know how things interact and how that goes between your two very singular ears yeah <laughs> i'm not sure ears. not sure if that's really something that's massively important in a racing game compared to some i mean i, I think well, what's what's supposed to be one of the better examples of that is something like returnal where you can kind of think it's you know it's supposed to be an insanely hard roguelike game you can understand maybe needing to understand where an enemy is in something like that i guess it might be useful to know if a car's coming up behind you at I, like, a certain, I like the at a certain uh, angle but you've got mirrors hopefully the, for, the demo the demo of, of 3d audio the way it showed it was um they were broken down on the side of the road and the cars were going straight past them and you could hear they were, on, cool. they were coming yeah. in from one side to the other and i'm thinking it's a racing game you're stuck on the side of the road oh, <laughs> yeah it's not gonna be a very good experience is it? <laughs> <laughs> the only way to down. get 3d audio to make the most of it is to break down nice okay. <laughs> Maybe unfair, but it it does look um, it does look really good, and obviously we can't really understand what the three D audio is going to sound like properly until you get it on the PlayStation Five because we've only seen it on YouTube. That's not three D yeah. audio. Yeah, yeah, and I guess it, it comes down to immersion, doesn't it? I suppose really. Yeah, um, fully exactly. immersive experience and, it, and so on. What, one guess... thing on um, on three D audio was playing um, the I've forgotten the name of the robot game that came free with the. Astrobot. Astrobot, that's Playroom. it. I'm glad you're here. Um, <laughs> it was, um, when I first put that in, that was the first game I, I, I put on, and uh, I got it all hooked up to my TV and my normal sound system at, at home, uh, and the 3D audio was was active, or yeah, the improved audio of the PS5 was active, and it was the first time I could hear things in specific places around me um, mm. which, you know, typically Dolby surround, blah, 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 blah whatever. Um, digital this, digital that. Um, it's all great. It, it's got different speakers in different places in your room and you can have different sounds and it, this happens, whatever. And it was the first time I played any game and I went, my goodness, I can actually feel or kind of hear something moving from yeah. around me in a certain way. And it felt like I was more centralized into the game rather than um someone looking at a screen you know six foot away or whatever yeah, um, yeah. so it was very um uh that was interesting so to put that in a racing game sense uh i'm just wondering now all that's going to mean is that the engine noise is just permanently going to be you know the vibrations and the creaks and whatever else of the car is going to be a bit too much it's going to be like having um uh shooting uh live actual live weapons if you shot as many bullets in a live environment as you would in something like call of duty you wouldn't really yeah you wouldn't really <laughs> hear much i don't think afterwards. no 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 so um that's well if you go to shooting range you have to wear ear defenders don't you because it's so loud yeah especially in an enclosed space. <laughs> yeah gun safety people gun safety um so Indeed. um yeah so that was sort of clouds and weather it's dynamic uh really interested in the way that 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 works obviously the 3d audio aspects of um uh, they're going to include as part of uh, the package uh mentioned aerodynamics um that was a really cool um uh a really cool demo of of how the the aerodynamics is um uh how, how it can affect your car and there was a visualization of the wind you know the 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 turbulence going across a car so and every single car is then put put across this um uh th- this aerodynamic um calculation or algorithm or whatever so it can it knows how the turbulence then of the 
of the air behind it uh, and how uh, that car is punching through the air in, in, in front of you. So um, it, that, to me, seemed like a dark magic of some kind. Uh, I, I didn't quite know what I was looking at. I know all, you know, I don't know all about yeah. turbulence and air and dynamics and whatever it there, but um, I get the principle. And I think if they've really got the computational power to do that in the PlayStation and then you've got, you know, multiple cars in front of you, you are going to try and sneak right in to get the, get the toe off of these cars to then slingshot out from. Yeah. From well, this is it. It's all about slipstream versus dirty air and stuff. Isn't yeah. It, I suppose? Which that's I don't know, really know any more than you about to be fair. That's exciting. But... <laughs> I think it's exciting. I, yeah. I, you know, we've not really, it's kind of been in games before, um, and the same with, you know, we said the weather and, and you mentioned drying the track out as you play um, is it, kind of new, but F1 um, series uh, has been doing um, water related, uh, you know, cooling your tires down. There's all oh, there's a puddle there. I'll just cool yeah. my tires down a bit, which helps uh, reduce degradation and keep your tires at the temperature you need, need them to be at. Very technical. Uh, but whether you yeah. really notice any of this, um, as someone who just plays 20 laps around a track or whether you really need to do the 60, 70 laps or whatever it might be. Um, this is going to be the thing, isn't it? Yeah. I, I would imagine to get to really get the most out of that, you're really going to have to put the time in. Uh, and I think for yeah. me, that's one of the things that puts me off a little bit. <laughs> so you're not going to get anything from uh, cloud and weather? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I don't be. know. I mean, it looks amazing. And I, I have to admit, having not been particularly bothered, having seen the state of play, it, it piqued my interest a little bit. Yeah, but I'm not a massive fan of racing sims. I, I'm not big on having to go into replacing parts, having to really understand where I need to change gear ratios and <laughs> all of that sort yeah. of good stuff. And, and that's yeah. that's all there again, yeah. as you'd expect with with any GTK. I, I, the one thing that, that always seems um, that, that's missing from GT is any form of damage. Uh, yeah. Or, or specific, uh, specifically like carnage <laughs> of damage. You might have the impact and the effect of damage, but you don't necessarily see any visual damage. Uh, particularly no, no, I, they they could do with. Well, I don't know. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because I think it's to do with you don't like they don't like to see uh, their cars smashed up. Uh, no, you know, no, I can understand that, but at the same time. You know, if they're trying to really simulate racing properly, then obviously avoiding the other cars is yeah, part of that. Yeah, you want to keep and it looking pretty. Yeah, yeah I'm not, I haven't played a GT since GT3, so it's been quite a long time GT3. now. I think it was P- PS2, wasn't it? So I played the but, last one on the PS4. Oh, uh, GT Sport. Yeah, I quite but, enjoyed, um, enjoyed that. But yeah, I mean, it's... I can understand it, but at the same time, from what I remember of playing the older ones, and this may have changed now in fairness, you could kind of make use of being able to bounce off of the cars a little bit, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which isn't which isn't really in keeping. You're playing with, Rage with Racer me. all over again in your mind, you know. Just uh, the only way around a corner is to literally side them. You know, uh, boom, full on burnout, takedown mode. Yeah, burnout. yeah <laughs> side true. swipe straight into a column. Side swipe. See you later. <laughs> uh, so other things that included, um, we've got ray tracing now, um, which. Mm-hmm. is quite exciting that's yeah. only in replays or something though isn't it or is photo it mode? Replays, i don't think it's it? actually Ooh. i don't think you'll find it's actually when you're when you're going really? around the track because i think oh. they've kind of focused more on the 60 fps side of things and which i guess really for important. something like this is probably yeah 
the big deal. And if it's deal. set up um, for obviously the new VR is is being mm. uh, worked on, that's got to uh, be a big thing for this. I mean, they, they've got to go yeah. VR surely, haven't it? They, Having they that with the three D audio and the haptics and so on, surely is. They did last time, didn't they? Experience. They used um, they had a, a VR version for the for, mm. for GT Sport. Yeah. Um, so, but it's going to be four K, isn't it? The new the new Yay! PSVR. So you know you. that's that, that's going to be amazing. That'd be and exciting. I think, I think actually, it, I was reading earlier on, funny enough, that it should be capable of ninety to one hundred and twenty frames per second as well. Wow. So you're okay. going to have that even smoother experience you won't need to play games on your tv ever again just locked into your own little mind the... yeah I, unless you're me and, and the <laughs> vr headset makes you want to be sick everywhere then vomit maybe everywhere. Not. <laughs> um so there was that there's this cafe uh thing now so you, originally you used to be able to buy cars and then you kind of populate your garage and you can have a look around them and i think that's still there i gather um mm-hmm. But then you've got this cafe mode, which allows you to collect cars after. Uh, is it playing this music rally thing? That you, that, you that's a separate thing. In? But yeah, so you, you collect you, cars and you've got menus. Being yeah. A cafe. And, a cafe and if you fill out, as you fill out the menu, then in some cases, the, the manufacturers tell you a bit about the history of the cars and so on. And you get yeah. timelines. And I, it's one of those things where I think if you're a really big car enthusiast, it be really really interesting i mean i i think i would find it interesting but uh but yeah, yeah, yeah it's one of those things that's just pure enthusiast isn't it which is which is absolutely. no bad thing at all yeah i think it's it's nice to have um I, I like the way they've they've come at it in terms of their car enthusiast and they they love everything about cars and car culture and and the fact that car culture across the world brings people together regardless of um where they're from and who they are and it's kind of a uh, a very um uh, you know, very fun thing to uh, to do or be involved in yeah, so indeed. i think you know everybody's got their favorite car i think or favorites um regardless of whether you're a car enthusiast or not um you may not and you get ray traced cockery <laughs> say that again in english <laughs> i said and you get ray traced crockery ray traced crockery in cafe mode i thought you said something else um <laughs> okay <laughs> let's not dwell on what <laughs> so um so yeah um, in the cafe you get to um hear from the designers of the cars as well from what I, I heard um so that's that's quite cool maybe not for all the cars but for certainly some of the the, the niche ones um yeah, yeah and um yeah the last thing about this and then we can move on if you're not interested in cars we'll just talk about this last bit about gt7 music rally um so yeah. it's like a, an arcade mode um with checkpoint type stuff you put a, put a track on and then you got to beat the uh the game they beat the music to a particular checkpoint on the track um you can be more relaxed as you as you, you might pick a relaxed tune or something that's a bit more um heavy or or <laughs> techno i don't know what choices they're going to have it depends on what speed i suppose if you want to challenge pick ace of spades yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um <laughs> And more besides, so uh, yeah. that so that that looks quite fun, and I, I think that'd be nice for sort of anyone if you just want to pick up and just play something, just to experience driving and and racing as well, for that matter. Um, but without having to sort of do a specific, um, you know, a championship or single race or whatever, it's just something a bit more pick up and go. I think so. Mm. That's quite fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
and then you've got the music replays as well haven't you where your replay is cut to a piece of music yeah so i, I kind of got right of the valkyries in my head for that i don't know why <laughs> yeah that was um maybe that wasn't a bit of was epic right? driving right. yeah that was that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was close yeah there we go um so yeah, that, um, I'm really looking forward to GT7. I'm not sure if I'm going to buy it when it comes out. I think I might wait a bit. Um, I don't know why. I just I'm, yeah, I'm excited no, to play it, but I think I've got other things I want to play at the moment. Mm. Um, but I've, I've I think I've pretty much got every single GT game ever since they came out. I may have missed one. I'm trying to think which one which one that be. Um, but otherwise, I've always always got them. I think there are there are other racing games I've perhaps enjoyed for different reasons maybe because they're maybe because they they allow you to smash stuff up or um, <laughs> yeah. or it's a bit more i don't know it's it's less forgiving if you crash um and then you wreck your car and then that's it you 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 know i, I quite like that level of um authenticity i suppose if you if you mm-hmm. knock into someone with your uh, exposed wheels um you can't expect to uh, get away from from that scot free, so you know you've got to uh, you've got to get get something from it um, in that way. But in terms of um, you know exciting new content for uh, for PlayStation Five, um, maybe we can argue this isn't particularly new. It's a GT game on a evolution. PlayStation. It's an evolution. There we go. We'll say that. Possibly a Mitsubishi. Where where Mitsubishi? That's a revolution. Come on. Oh, very good. A little bit tenuous, maybe. I'm Uh, sure if there are any massive petrol heads listening, they would have gotten that straight away. Yeah, I I should have got it, really. I was like, why? Right, here we go. Uh, So we'll move on, Uh, unless you have any any little snippets. I don't think you do. do. No, I'll be honest. I I might get it at some point, but I'm I'm much more of an arcade racer. Give me a burnout Um, for speed or... uh, (laughs) Uh, an alternative game on an alternative platform that I won't mention, which is probably the best racing game played. In blah, 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 blah. That Q, one, yeah. Q, lots of people never listening to me again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next one we're going to talk about is Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, so yes. there was a, a little announcement of only a few days ago again. Um, it was on... It was that, that one? That was Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Um, it looks somewhat um, scary, or maybe not scary, but... Uh, unsettling in some yeah, ways. Yeah, I think it's going to be a bit of a mishmash, isn't it? So because yeah. it's obviously ghostly, but when you look at the sort of bulk of the gameplay, it's lots and lots of ghosts coming at you in quick succession. So mm. that's probably going to take a bit of the scare yeah. factor away, I think, because you're it just kind of had be a, too busy blasting them away. Yeah, it kind of but, had a sort of a, a serious Sam nature to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it, quite like, quick fire, isn't it? Yeah, in I, places. A bit weird. I, what I quite liked was that you'd got um, um, sort of psychic powers or whatever that that's happening, magical powers, whatever that might be, and you you're throwing your heart, your arms around, hands around on the screen. That was quite cool. Mm. Um, but then there's also um, traditional weapons as well. So the the one I saw was the um, the bow and arrow that you could go yes, around indeed, firing yeah. things. Um, and then there's some like um, I think it's one of the magic powers. It's like some lasso whip thing that you can go and pull yourself forward a bit like spectral weaving yes spectral weaving so it looks it looks like you have to basically damage the the ghosts enough that they sort of their core opens up as they call it and then you can spectral weave into their core and then you yank the threads and and that 
disintegrates the ghost. Wow. For want of a better way of putting it. And, and if uh, you manage to damage several ghosts at once, then you can link them all together with your spectral weaving. And uh, did, the, did the ghost consent to this? I, I'm pretty sure not. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a, yeah, a whole sec- <laughs> separate podcast there, I'm sure. Uh, in terms... Wow. Uh, <laughs> moving well, swiftly move, on. Moving on. Um, so... Uh, I, I'm mixed minds with with Ghostwire Tokyo because I I've, I do quite like uh, anime. I quite like um, I, I've been a manga fan for for years anyway. You know, before mm. uh, sort of modern anime. Um, and um, I, I, there was one I watched fairly recently. Um, that was based in I think that might have been Tokyo or, or somewhere like that. Uh, quite dark, had monsters in different places and whatever. And it was very, I can't remember what it's called now. That's thats not good. Um, and it gave me that kind of vibe anyway. It, it gave me that the same vibe from the movie is that you're you're stuck in this place that you need, you need to kind of work out what, what's going on so that you can leave this place, uh, leave this particular um, area or, or city. Um, so I like the idea of the whole um, having to find the next step to get through um, to the next stage or whatever, which is fairly typical gaming i suppose but it just looks really nice and that's about as good as i can describe it <laughs> yeah it's, it's an interesting one isn't it because they showed quite a bit but at the same time it still feels like there's a lot of unknowns so yeah. apparently it's going to be open world um from what i've seen and read it does sound like it might have a touch of the ubisoft open world going on which is okay well you I, could argue I, whether I that's really a good thing but I didn't get uh, that from the from the no, demos being shown. No, you it don't. Kind of looked really enclosed and like you're in a little area. That's what it always felt like you're in a room. So if yeah. you have got this um, being able to traverse across an entire cityscape, that would be yeah. So you've cool. got various yokai that you can make use of, and one of them is uh, Tengu. Uh, they're flying demons, so you can tether to them and they and fly up Drag to the rooftops, basically. But oh. um, yeah, so apparently there was a separate bit of footage shown to, to journalists that wasn't released to the wider uh, public following the release on Thursday. And yeah, apparently it does have a touch of the uh, open world. And I think the fact there are so many ghosts to tackle through the bulk of the game kind of takes away the scare factor a little bit as well from what I've read. Yeah, it, But it, then you've got these weird twisted sections, haven't you, where you might go into an apartment block or something and, and all of a sudden it will twist out of reality rooms get twisted and so yeah. on and that looks a bit more like a sort of pt sort of a thing so that's probably where you're going to get Ooh, your scares from especially yeah. if it's pt to be honest if it's pt then i'm at that point I'm gonna probably like, won't oh, be able I'm to play a wimp. yeah won't be able to play <laughs> the um there was there was a hint of that uh open world sort of nature because you've got that grappling hook thing that you yeah. can throw up and, and move that's around. the tengu thing yeah yeah so yeah. there was a hint of that that i i saw um, but they didn't really. It kind of said something about you can traverse the city, but it it just looked like you can go from this block to this block, and then it yeah. wasn't really. Yeah. Well, then you've got fog, haven't you, as well? So there's areas shrouded in fog, and if you go into the fog, it damages you quite yeah, quickly. It's, it's and there's really in the UK bad as well. enemies in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then um, if you um, you then can find Tory gates dotted around, and if you can cleanse the Tory gate, it cleanses the fog in that area as well. <sighs> <laughs> I got we got the dog in the background. So they, she's downstairs. They, I'm surprised. Like amazed you heard that. <laughs> it's coming through. This is what you clear. get when you get a gobby dog. A gobby dog. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. Reasons to listen to this podcast. Gobbly dog. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, I think that might be an Amazon delivery, potentially. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> other companies exist. <laughs> Indeed. Don't don't just use Amazon, folks. Yeah, don't do that. Um, so we've got Ghostwire. I, I, I'm, yeah, mixed mixed feelings about it at the moment it looks great uh i i just don't know how i feel about demons and potentially scary locations so. <laughs> all uh, i can say is i really want it to be good I, I i like the looks of this from the start and the fact it's a new ip it's something you know they're trying something different i really yeah. really want it to be good because i like the looks of it i i love tokyo anyway so uh yeah, I, I'm rooting for it certainly, but I yeah. think you're right. It, it kind of remains to be seen if it is going to turn out to be a decent game or not. Yeah, well, we will see. We'll see. Next on my list is seafood, or as I accidentally keep calling it, seafood. <laughs> um, easily done. Easily done. <laughs> the, the dog doggo. likes seafood. Doggo. Or seafood. Maybe she thinks she's about to get seafood. fed. Seafood. <laughs> you mentioned seafood, my favourite flavour. Um, the whole of the sea. So this is out imminently, and uh, literally before this podcast, I put my pre-order in uh, for the version that is released today, so the 6th of February 2022. You can get your hands on, to, on seafood right now, effectively. And if you're listening to it, you're probably... You probably you've listened to this. You probably haven't listened to this yet. Uh, anyway, it's probably already we, out. <laughs> it's probably already out. Yeah. Indeed, um, indeed. And in terms of uh, game, I, I really like the look of this, and I've like beat 'em ups. Not um, so much things like um, Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat or whatever. I, I like them, but I, I don't really, I don't really get on with them as much as I as I should. But I really like the first. Um, not first person, the one player uh, fighters uh, of old that that I'm trying to think of the names uh, of them now. Yeah, you you mean more the Streets of Rage and yeah, okay, um, there were multiplayer elements to those. God, what as was well, someone with there? Hagar in it? Uh, final so fight, final yeah, fight, yeah, final fight, yeah. Um, so those ones, I absolutely love those. There's something a bit more going on. Um, but, you know, Streets of Rage, probably one of my favourite games. <laughs> Beat up Streets of Rage oh, 4 was super. Streets of Rage. Was a really that was, good game. and it's, it's won many awards. Um, I think it's your dog's favourite game as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, she likes to scrap. <laughs> so the the key thing the key thing about the seafood uh, for me is this: uh, if you if you die, you carry on straight away, but you age by so many years uh, mm. each time until you get to seventy, and then. Uh, once you get to 70 that's that's it if you die that's the end of the game but each time you die you lose an amount of health so the amount of health or uh, damage you can take you you that reduces um, but you get more powerful so as you get older you become more powerful which then should allow you to get through whatever stage you've got stuck on mm. um, obviously at some point it's going to be a case of can you complete this game just as your younger self, uh, all the way through. Well, this is it, isn't it? I suppose once you get good at it and you understand how to get through it, yeah. you should get to be able to get to a point where you can probably do it without dying. Uh, I guess. I guess, uh, as someone who is terrible at remembering, uh, you know, special moves or triggering the special moves at the right time, I've probably made a terrible mistake and purchased this game. But uh, <laughs> well, we'll we see. will find out. Yeah, we will find out for sure. Um, but um, but yeah, it's uh, it's all 
it's all good. Uh, I'm hoping for good things. I really like the graphic style of it, and I think it'd yes. be really good fun. Yeah, um, it looks cool. So. And uh, well, it's by Slow Clap, isn't it? Absolver was a good game. Yeah, um, that was the first game. I, I'd never finished it, but I did play a reasonable amount of that, and it was good fun. But again, I'm not very good at that sort of thing. Right. So, uh, so yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. With with Sifu, it's another one where I want it to be really good. Um, I'm probably going to hang fire on buying it because I've got so many games at the moment anyway. Yeah, um, it's definitely on my on my watch list if you like. I, I'm I'm always after something a bit more non mainstream i think even mm. though i've played a few mainstream games recently um, there's a, yeah yeah i can understand that i think <laughs> you kind of get saturation point with with playing a lot of triple a don't you because yeah. there, there's a lot of similarities so like, for the most part like generalizing like slightly um next on the list is um horizon forbidden west which mm. is out um 18th, 18th of february yeah yeah uh i'm not i'm still not excited no did you ever play and finish the first game i played i played the first one i got about halfway through and just gave up i, I, I don't know. Oh i got bored I'm yeah I, I can no, but don't apologize at the end of the day it's your experience right but, uh, <laughs> okay. it's quite a long game as well it's i think it took me about 50 60 hours right it, this it was a strange one for me so i i obviously bought and played it but I yeah. started playing it. I think I was maybe about f- four or five hours in and, and it just hadn't clicked with me at all to the point where I just put it away. And, and I think when I came back to it, I finally decided I wanted to finish it last year. Mm. And um, I think I, I hadn't played it for 18 months or something silly. It'd been a long gap. And I started to play it again and and kind of got into it. And, and it was one of those games where eventually it just clicked. And at that point, once it had clicked, that was it. I, I played it to the exclusion of absolutely everything else, and and I literally did everything, platinumed it. I, oh, I okay. bought Game of the Year edition as well, so I had the Frozen wow. Worlds expansion extra, and I went extra, straight into extra. that and did everything in that as well. So it, it was. I've a never known one. you. I've never known you to complete a game ever, Andy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm getting better at it than I used to be. I used to be terrible. <laughs> Every time I bought well. a new game, whatever I was playing would get forgotten. I think, but I'm much I think, better yeah, at finishing them now. The main reason for that, though, is because you, you keep going back to the same game and, and completing that over and over again. Uh, I'm not going to name it, but um, <laughs> I've only played it. Yeah, whatever. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? You, you mentioned that, and I did actually play the DLC on PS5 uh, uh, very yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, so for anyway, Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, it does look great and fabulous but I, i'm just worried that it it uh, just feels like it might be more of the same yeah it, it, but different. it suffers from a touch of the ubisoft doesn't it that, that, that i think is the problem certainly certainly the first game did i mean it was um it was very very ubisoft here's a bunch of icons go and do this that and the other and as it was i really enjoyed that and i, I loved yeah. the, i loved fighting the the robots as well i mean I wouldn't say robot dinosaurs because actually a lot of them aren't dinosaurs, but I, I so, really enjoyed that aspect of taking them apart and taking them down. Although it did, I found that got a little bit easy towards the end, if I'm honest. Okay. Maybe I didn't play it on the right difficulty. I think there were different difficulty levels. Well, but, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I guess my, my as much as I loved the first game, I'm not going to rush out and get Forbidden West because it does look like, a, a again, Generals. it just looks like an evolution. Yeah. And as much as I enjoyed it, 
I'm I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> I, I, I haven't <laughs> seen I haven't seen the um, the must have gameplay element or uh, no, you know, no. at the moment I could because I haven't finished the you know, Horizon whatever it was called. Uh, <laughs> That's how terrible <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn. Right, there you Dawn, go. Zero Dawn, Dawn. Zero. Yeah, zero whatever. Dawn. Some random <laughs> set of words put together. Yeah. Um, I, I because I've not finished that. I, I may as well go back and finish that before oh, buying. Definitely do, definitely do. You know what I mean? You, well, you're going to have to. <laughs> I, I think with these games, you're going to lose a lot if you don't finish the first game because okay. they're, so it follow, they're so heavy on. with the law. Yeah, and it does follow on. Um, Frozen Wilds probably don't have to play, but I, uh, it, again, I there's quite a bit it. of law in that as well. I have I have watched um, it played through to near conclusion my oh, okay. my, my daughter so you, completed it and whatever yeah. so i did oh, see fair. what happened or what happens further on yeah. either either oh, I way i, I think it's still the, something the, i'd quite happily play yeah the, the law behind it i think was the one of the things that really kept me going because I, I have to say that even if the gameplay and the way they've made the game isn't doesn't really grab you for me personally the story was just superb and, and yeah. the amount of world building they've done and and how it's sort of post post apocalypse and that side of things was just incredible and i loved you know i really liked finding the old you know the places that should be recognizable obviously albeit more so if you're american than if you're english but mm. they, that that side of things i found fascinating and i guess the fact that this one's moving to to california san francisco area in some ways may appeal more i guess to to more people because it's a more re- instantly recognizable location obviously you've seen a lot about the golden gate bridge in ruins mm. and, and so on so i don't know i, I de- it's one i will definitely play unless something goes catastrophically wrong which is unlikely um gorilla don't tend to make broken games do they yeah i, I, I but i um, assume that no. yeah, I, I, I think i'm sure it's going to be it's going to be a great game and, and and if you've played the first one you're going to enjoy this equally yeah. but uh, if not more but, but it's um I think certainly for me, I haven't seen anything which makes me initially go, "Oh my goodness, I need to play that game," um, which I, I would normally get with maybe a, a second title or a third or you know a sequel in in a series. I, I'll, I'll look at it and go, "Actually, I didn't particularly like that setting, but this setting clicks with me more," or or whatever. I, I've, yeah. I've had that with the with the Assassin's Creed um, series. You know, I, I didn't really ever click with the Renaissance. Um, previously and uh and i'm probably never gonna uh, it but it was a case of um uh yeah, you know, other other things they've done like the pirate one uh with black flag and, yeah that was a superb game uh valhalla i've just absolutely love and just keep okay, diving so back I, into that really got, enjoying Vikings, i got that for my birthday actually i've not oh, obviously not started Wait, this fly keeps i've got a <laughs> pesky little flight keeps attacking me as i'm get away <laughs> I get you um but yeah <laughs> the continuing sagas of the fly and neil Indeed. Uh, so, so yeah one thing to mention oh sorry on forbidden west is it's cross obviously cross generation so ps4 and ps5 it's worth noting that if you buy the ps4 version it is a free ps5 upgrade so uh, it's, like the word it's worth free. considering that from a cost perspective the only the only downside of that and i've found this with the game that shan't be mentioned obviously you've got the ps4 version when you go to ps5 this is, this is bizarre because it's the first time i've experienced this you have to install the ps4 version then you have to mm. download the ps5 version so while i had 
said game installed. Notice I still haven't mentioned it. Uh, you're doing well me. actually i'm hoping people are now wondering what that game is and they'll have to listen to previous podcasts. well exactly that okay. if you yeah. don't understand which game neil hates me mentioning listen yeah. to pretty much any other podcast literally literally any <laughs> any other any podcast of, um, i refuse now to, to you know, re- refer to it so um, yeah they were yeah. basically i i had both a ps4 and a ps5 version installed wow which is a bit uh, i had that with tony hawks actually hmm. Takes a um, lot of space. Yeah, it's just like two separate versions. And at one point I was like, which version am I using? And it's like, oh, I'm using the PS4 version, but I have the PS5 version downloaded. Why am I doing this? And you, <laughs> but it's you put the PS5 right. version on and you go, the PS5 version looks the same. Um, what's the difference? Anyone Anyone see the difference? Can anyone? Oh, yeah, apparently it yeah. runs slightly faster. It does more blah, 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 whatever. Well, I, think, uh, I think with, with yeah. that particular game, they've, they've added ray tracing and they've added different you know, performance and quality modes. But only and so in the replays. But I, um, <laughs> when I was playing the DLC, I tried the I tried the quality mode. Right. Uh, and honestly, I couldn't play it. The, the way that the camera tracked was just awful. Uh, so I don't, I, know, I, I don't know quite what was going on there, but I had to uh, switch back to performance mode, but performance mode was superb. Yeah, I think the uh, the, the high uh, refresh is more important in video gaming than, than we give it credit for, I think. That, that's the only time I've really noticed it. Generally speaking, th- yeah. I'm, I'm actually not a 60 frames per second... Um, what's the word? Uh <laughs> fanatic yes uh, no, that'll do we'll go with that, that, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. I, i'm quite happy to play something in 30 frames a second but for, for yeah that, for whatever uh, reason as soon as you pan the camera around it just stuttered horrendously so yeah that was that. screen tear and whatever else mm. the uh, one one thing just quickly on that uh in terms of uh refresh is where it was quite apparent it was playing the earlier ratchet and clank that had been up to 60 frames oh okay uh, the, the ps4 one that yeah you get on the, that oh, was on the my ps plus goodness so beautiful it's just oh, it bleeds off the screen it's gorgeous um rift apart though wow i love that, that oh, rift apart was a, we'll come we'll come to that in a, we'll everyone come. should play that it's so good absolutely absolutely anyway um so we'll we'll go through the next couple as quickly as possible um mm-hmm. dying light 2 uh it's out now um mm. 500 hours of gameplay <laughs> That's um, apparently if you literally do everything, which everything. probably I think takes about five playthroughs or something stupid. So yeah. when you when they first said that, I just saw it and thought instantly, I'm never going near this game. <laughs> yeah. um, but apparently, you can finish it in about thirty or forty hours, I think. which is kind of standard, really. Um, yeah, it depends on how read, many side quests you do. And so I on. did read someone's comment on on the on that their Twitter. Um, they said that I I wish games would provide an indication of how long they will take to complete. Yeah, um, that's no bad thing. Uh, yeah, generally, because and I, I kind of agree with it, because at least when you purchase something, you go, well, I know I've got this amount of time, and you, I don't want to say it's to do with the value you're paying for the game, but it, it's to do with your expectation of... Because um, when I play a game, I'm a little bit slow with with going through a, a title anyway. So if it's... Mm. 10 or 30 hours that'll take me weeks um, you know i'm not going to do it in days like some people seem to manage to do it in yeah. so, to be honest you're ruining the experience for yourself by doing it all at once don't do it <laughs> um uh, keep keep that experience going for longer and you'll appreciate the game in much more detail anyway that's my uh my, my party political broadcast there um uh, but yeah in terms of um you know some games i don't know um you get that kind of crescendo and you think you're just getting to the point where it's the it's the end 
and The Last of Us Part Two does that. I was thinking as soon as you said that, <laughs> I've reached uh, the end. I, no, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I'm, it must be coming to the end. We're almost there. We're almost there. Okay, wait, wait. There's something more going to happen. Um, and I don't mind that. Uh, you know that experience. Don't get me wrong. It's just I think it'd be good to just know. Well, have I got to endure this for longer? Or it's <laughs> uh, what, kind of the right word for the Last of Us Part Two, wasn't it? It, it, wow. was, it was an endurance test. It was an endurance test. Um, yeah, oh, I don't know. It's like listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, moving on. Um, so, Dying Light Two. I I quite like the look of it. It reminded me a lot of uh, that other runny game that I can't remember. Of. Uh, there were two of them. Mirror's Edge. Uh, I'm glad you're here. Mirror's Edge. There we go. Yeah, it's, apparently the parkour's a lot better than Mirror's Edge. Really? And, and Mirror's wow. Edge wasn't bad, to be fair, but um, Ooh, very stylized. Oh, there's a cat. There's a cat in your... Hello, kitty cat. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, so I, I never played the first one, but it was supposed to be a decent game, wasn't it? But um, it's it's getting decent reviews. The only thing that puts me off, and this is yet another one, uh, that falls foul of the patching and so on. Yeah. So apparently there's a day one patch with something like a thousand fixes in it. But the reviews that I read suggested that certainly pre-release it's pretty janky so right. it might be one to to maybe hold fire on for a, for a month or so just to wait for for a bit of fixing to be done but certainly it certainly it sounds and, and looks like a great game that aside um it's supposed to be a lot of fun yeah i i, I say well we what were we seeing the other day there's somebody was mentioning that it looks like a 360 game or something oh god yeah what was that? That, was, that was in a review i read on euro game actually they said, right. said that it looked like the best best 360 game that ever. ever been released <laughs> uh, that was a little harsh i think to be fair um it doesn't look okay. like a 360 game at all no I, 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 I pasted that into our slack channel um into the game Podular slack channel and, and i think i caused some upset <laughs> <laughs> anyway but it was more on. more i think my point was that from what i'd read uh, and not just on Eurogamer, in fairness because Eurogamer recommended it um but from what i've read it's it's meant to be a little bit janky at the minute so it probably needs a bit of patching but may, i mean i think wait. one of the reviews i read said that actually from a from a, a bug perspective it was actually worse than cyberpunk and maybe that's just bad Ooh, luck i don't know but that is that's not cyberpunk <laughs> Cyberpunk is due its oh, yeah, big patch release, uh, yeah, version and whatever. Upgrade but I don't. They didn't say to... that was going to be an upgrade, did they? They said it was going to no. be a separate game. Oh. So as it happens, I actually got the PS4 version with my PS5, and I haven't even taken it out of the wrapper yet. <laughs> uh, so well, I figured it, I was going to wait and see what happens. But I'm hoping they might allow you to buy an upgrade or something. I thought. I thought they worked on the principal side. Yeah, the cat just flying across the. Uh, I'm just going to walk across, the, across the keyboard. Wow. Uh, I thought up. with Cyberpunk they were going to they they'll just give you the the up, upgrade to PS5 as part of it anyway. I I thought that's but they're releasing uh, the PS5 no. version that you can just buy Separately. without that. Ooh. So okay. what they originally said was it was going to be a totally separate game. But uh, given all the mistakes they've made, it'd be interesting to see what they decide to do in the end. All right. So I'm, I'm going to wait and find out. Until, yeah, until we know more, we won't talk about that. Right. Next yeah. uh, on my list is uh, Elden Ring, which I know very little about. Mm, out on the 25th of February. I, I've looked into this quite a lot. And this is despite okay. never having finished a single From Software game. Uh, literally. 
Okay. <laughs> but well, no, I'm so so this it. is this is in conjunction with George R. R. Martin of Game of Thrones fame or Song of Ice and Fire, depending on whether you're a book or a TV person. Yeah. Um so yeah, so he's written co-written this with with From Software. Um and, and I guess the big thing here that aside is that it's a much more open world. So generally speaking with From Software games, if you've not played them, they're sort of semi open world in that mm. you sometimes you can pick and choose the direction you take but generally speaking you're kind of semi-funneled in a direction and as you go around the le- world you kind of open up shortcuts back to where you've come from and so on and the world kind of okay. expands that way a little bit like fable 2 I, I can't comment i've never played a fable game okay it was kind, it kind <laughs> of felt like open world but you were you were funneled mm. in a way there, there were different ways of getting to different places. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, so, um, and the idea is you yeah. open up shortcuts because so every time you either go to what is effectively a save point or you die, every enemy re- respawns again. So as you open up the shortcuts to new areas, you're, having, you're kind of cutting out swathes of enemies so you don't have to keep going back to them to try and get you to the next boss and the next area and so okay. on. Yep. Um, but yeah, so with this, it's open world. So you've got this vast area that you can move around. Um, you can choose to do it in whatever order you like and so on. so uh exciting yeah um it's meant to be a little bit not i don't think easier is necessarily the right word but a little bit more friendly i guess perhaps is the right way of putting it so it's a bit more accessible in terms of inviting people to join you um i think you can have two or potentially two like real people working with you um okay so you've got a bit more a bit more support in that sense if you need it um there's generally a save point right by an enemy as well and they've got different types of save points now and i can't remember the names for them but um but yeah but in terms of how it plays it looks quite similar to the likes of demon souls dark souls in in gameplay so it, we're not really necessarily looking at a, a sekiro or a bloodborne here it's much more the um it's much more the sort of traditional traditional from software game but with a little bit more a little bit more um athleticism perhaps and a little okay. bit more scope in terms of the types of types of people you can play as and so on i'd, I'd seen odd uh, odd videos or trailers or whatever it is they've released over the years because it has mm. been a couple of years and they've been talking about it um, yeah. yeah but i i've not really picked up on it at all it's not really been one on my my radar but perhaps um i'm just not trying hard enough i, I think i think what you <laughs> I mean, what what you can say here is if you're into this sort of game, I think, you, well, you don't need us to tell you you're going to buy it because you're, without a shadow of a doubt, going to buy it anyway. You've already bought it, man. It's, <laughs> you know, from software, don't make bad games, uh, generally. I mean, I don't think they've ever made a bad game, so you can guarantee it's going to be good. You've obviously got somebody who's extremely experienced in writing fantasy stories behind it as well. Um, if it's anything like Game of Thrones, it's probably going to be absolute carnage. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody dies. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, don't get but too with attached the, with, to your character. Well, yeah, with a bit of from software <laughs> sensibility thrown in there as well. So I mean, generally uh, speaking, their their games skew quite dark anyway. So it's pr- hmm. quite a good marriage, I suppose, in that sense between George R R Martin and From Software. But uh, yeah, it's whether his uh, his vision or his kind of story writing takes form in a game particularly well. I, hmm. I don't. Know. We'll, we'll see I, because. I guess the interesting thing with From, and again, from what I've played of them, they're generally it's much more of a sort of a visual storytelling, and 
yeah. you don't you know you, it's, they're not very speech and text heavy generally speaking it's much more about absorbing yourself into that world or submitting okay. yourself to that world so from what be. i've seen it still seems quite heavily that way um they're generally quite empty worlds in terms of people to speak to and so on so yeah it'd be interesting it'd be interesting so it might be like what you were saying with um horizon forbidden uh west or at least the horizon series now um the lore is is important and the mm. story is important so perhaps having all that background and material to work from that's been set up by someone who knows how to piece this kind of stuff together yeah. um should be as you say a marriage made in heaven type of thing yeah. so i um, think the only see. surprising thing is that it's only taken a couple of years because let's be honest with george R. R. martin if it doesn't take a decade <laughs> <laughs> well this would be why he's not been writing those last books uh, i'm not it? i'm not bitter about the lack of winds of winter at all by the way <laughs> but if he could release that at some point that'd be great any any time any time <laughs> now uh okay next topic we got is uh well some acquisitions have been mm. had recently yes. um I'm going to talk about the Microsoft one briefly. Uh, I think just, it's an important thing, isn't it, really? It's a big deal. Yeah, just to sort of uh, scoff at the money involved. <laughs> so um, Microsoft have purchased Activision and I gather pretty much any other company that sits Activision under Activision Blizzard <laughs> King, isn't it? Yeah, it's the everything. Title, I believe ABK. Yeah, it's mental. Um, for 68.7 billion was it billion dollars no. it sounds is it sound, that it sounds like austin powers doesn't it is that a number 68.7 billion dollars <laughs> i mean just, uh, it's, just it's, a, it's a very very large one <laughs> yeah I, i'm just hoping some of the developers have you know been given some nice little pay rises or something or, or well well, there's, there's, there's two parts of this really, isn't there? There's one one is that they've bought another huge publisher, having bought Bethesda last year. Yeah. So you've got yeah. that side of it. But the interesting thing with Activision Blizzard is is obviously at the moment, to say they're in the midst of a huge amount of turmoil would yeah. be a massive understatement. <laughs> and it, this is a company that's got somebody in charge of them who apparently has the moral backbone of a jellyfish. And, um, you know, this, I mean, Bobby Kotick let's be honest, has not covered himself in glory at all. You know, he, you've got no. entire swathes of staff calling for him to resign and, and he's taken the Boris Johnson route of completely ignoring that. They had a party. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want me they're to kind go? Of, they're kind of like one of the same person, really, almost. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and we're talking about, we're not just talking about, you know, relatively minor allegations here. We're talking about sexual assault, rape, uh, and him trying to potentially covering things up and obviously it, al- allegedly we have to say because allegedly we, yeah. we obviously don't know um this is just what's been suggested but if obviously if that is true then that's that's extremely serious and you know the the bad side of this is that from a shareholder perspective they seem quite willing and happy for him to get away with it because he's making them reams of money mm. which is really not a way to run a business Unfortunately, when you're a public company, that seems to be quite often the way it goes. But if we've got the the acquisition to Microsoft, um, it, it's potential there, or there there is potential there that there will be some manoeuvring and restructuring. Yeah. yeah. As well, a result. You, you can only hope that it's their intention to make sure what's gone on is yeah. never repeated. But from the sounds well, of it, Kotick staying on 
for the duration of the acquisition and is probably going to get a nice golden handshake at the end of it, which is pretty uh, sickening, uh, really. And out, out the side door here. Um, but then they've also, they obviously they've got Blizzard. Um, Blizzard mm-hmm. aren't, uh, what's the word? Um, completely scot-free here. They, oh, no, they, no. They, it's, they've it's, had some... it's across the board, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's not just one person. It's, it seems to be endemic in the entire company from the sounds of it, it or certainly it, it, a lot of it. But it seems that there's a there's a thing across the board, and it's not just in these big, uh, big publishers or developers. Oh yeah, Ubisoft, it's same just, thing. Yeah, it seems to be a. a EA I, I have hardly know. covered themselves in glory either over over recent times, you know. And that's it's, before you even start to go into things like NFTs, which is a conversation oh, no, for another day. No. I might <laughs> I might just cut that out of this. Uh, <laughs> we are not going there. No, we're, we're not going to go there, there today. No, not um, going there. Um, but yeah, yeah it, so you can it's only a, hope it's a big deal. Uh, and it's of a, course, from a Sony perspective, you've potentially got some of the biggest franchises out there being removed from PlayStation. And they've kind of said have. Call of Duty will stay multi-platform for now. Yeah, but then you've got to consider things like Diablo. Um, Overwatch 2 is on the way at some point, maybe. <laughs> but it Diablo doesn't 4 make, is obviously um, announced. Um, yeah, and the list just kind of goes on and on and on. But it doesn't make sense for Microsoft to to not allow publishing of the game or any of the games to other platforms. Um, it's how they do it, though, isn't it? I mean... Yeah, it, whether they delay or whether they undercut uh, being able to buy it on another console. But again, that doesn't... that that financial model or business model does not make sense no if you if you release it it? yeah so on the game pass you pay i don't know 11 quid a month or whatever it might be and you get all these games and you get them on day one of release uh, if it's a microsoft studio given that they've just purchased all these wonderful studios and uh, companies uh, technically they can release any of those games as a day one on game pass um so as a consumer, it makes more sense to go and buy, I'm sorry, PlayStation owners, um, it makes more sense on paper, at least at this moment in time, it makes more sense to go and buy a, play, uh, a PlayStation, Xbox. obviously it does, <laughs> a PlayStation, of course it does, no, it makes more Absolutely. sense to buy an Xbox, unfortunately, um, yeah. or fortunately, I don't know, but in I terms guess it, of... it depends what you want to play, doesn't it? But yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, it, it, but if, if you then have people who've bought... Uh, an xbox they're paying 11 pound a month and they can play these games or whatever um you've still got uh was it 14 million playstation 5s have been sold or something like that worldwide so far 17 17 there we go 17 million so the 17 million people plus all the extra ps4 uh owners that are out there which are there's a fair few um and you, you kind of think well straight away there aren't that many xboxes out there um still the 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 equivalent amount i think of xbox um yeah but x as there are playstation 5 but you're you're kind of halving your potential earnings on Uh, the flip side though game pass is of course on pc as well and i think that's that's where they're probably going to see their biggest take up isn't it so for them if they put these on game pass on day one could we get it may not be the Xbox side of things that necessarily yeah. brings the money and it might well be PC because then you've got all these PC owners mm. signing up to Game Pass. But then not everything, it. but not every game is going to be PC as well. It might only be Xbox um, I, I, so or whatever. I, I think they won't be. I think they'll all be on PC because I think I, I think from, from Microsoft's perspective, the way I see it going is that 
they'll become the Game Pass company. Uh, I wouldn't yeah, be surprised maybe. at all to see the Xbox either just become a Game Pass machine, which is kind of what the Series S almost is anyway, um, or potentially they even move out of the hardware market completely. Uh, and I guess the other thing to consider, and this is where things get a little bit more controversial perhaps, is are they trying to push Game Pass out to the likes of Sony and Nintendo? Because... I mean, Nintendo, if you think about it, okay, the Switch isn't perhaps powerful enough, but you could quite easily bring it in as a cloud service because they're already releasing a lot of AAA games as cloud-based rather than than downloadable. Uh, And of course, uh, Game Pass already comes with the cloud service, uh, but for for Sony, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if if Microsoft were trying to push Game Pass onto them as well as as an option. Whether they take that up is a is a it's, vastly it's different feasible. The, um, obviously, we're slightly um, well. We we nobody knows other than no, those at the, and, the, the and top as to what's going on. I don't think this is going to complete until next year, is it? I think it's you know, it's obviously it's quite a big process to to take over a company like that. Yeah. So we're not talking five minutes. And of course, the other thing the, is is the monopolization the side of things. But from what I've read and heard, even with the acquisition. Uh, Microsoft will only be the third largest um, games company, so uh, there's still a still a margin to go there. Um, I'm just trying to think who the Sony the other two. Are. I, I can't remember now. <laughs> Sony was one of them. Um, really? Okay, very surprising. Um, but on 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 this sort of token, so Activision and um, as you, as you mentioned, the Bethesda last year, uh, Microsoft have obviously acquired these, and then you've got uh, the more recent sort of acquisition which to me hasn't made any sense at all by sony is the acquisition of, of bungie which is, has been um on its way you know the beginnings of they've 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 put in a 2.9 billion dollar uh you know order on it they they, they want to buy it mm-hmm. uh I, I don't really understand that <laughs> bungie you're going to get destiny is that right or am i, that's, am I completely that's, wrong well yeah destiny and destiny too but so this, this I think, feeds more into a live service approach to games, which is again, again, not something I, that fills me with huge excitement. I have to say, but um, apparently, Sony has ten live service games that it's planning to release by 2026. And I get the impression that basically what they've said there is, well, if we buy Bungie, they can help us because that's obviously where they've kind of become experts with the release of the two Destiny games. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I've played both Destiny games briefly. Um, Destiny 2, I think, was on PlayStation Plus a while back. So I, I downloaded that and I enjoyed what I played of it. And, and I'd say the same of Destiny as well. I mean, if nothing else, Bungie make extremely solid shooters. Yeah. Well, but absolutely. in terms of keeping my interest, games like that just don't. <laughs> I it's, know, not I, even, um, it, it's not even it's not even Bungie's not Halo anymore is it it's um, no no that, that's, yeah, that's three, split off um, yeah I can't what they called 363 games something like that 343 343 343 sounds about right um, and, and I'm I'm not making that up Bungie used to be Halo didn't they yes not, yeah Bungie yeah, made the original uh, my, my three, brain stopped working four. there for a second so uh, you know it's not as even that they're buying the right game, maybe. <laughs> well, so I, read, I saw something the other day. Somebody said, so so Sony have bought the makers of Halo and Microsoft have bought the makers of Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> so there you got you the go. better deal. Hmm. The world's You've flipped the on its head. 
And to be honest, I, I'd rather rather have Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> yeah. I, I was never a fan of Halo at all. Um, I, I'm say I'm not a massive. I haven't. Massive uh, I haven't, either. haven't tried the new one. Um, uh, I, I'm not sure I will. But anyway, moving on. No, uh, fair enough. So yeah, there's lot, lots of money's been been thrown around, um, yeah. but it doesn't seem that Sony have got their their hands on the right things. And it's now too um, late. Maybe with Bungie, but I mean, if if you look at some of the some of the acquisitions they've made last year, they they made some pretty yeah. good ones. In fairness, so I don't know. I don't know. And we'll then you see. kind of wonder, well, it, it's just about the right to, um, you know, um, lock publishers into your console or to mm. release games in a particular way. Yeah. But I don't think they've necessarily got the right ones. Well, the, the most ironic time. thing is they basically rebought all of the people who worked for Cygnosis, which became Studio Liverpool, which they closed down, which became two new studios, which they then bought. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> it's like, well, why did you shut them down in the first place? <laughs> now yeah. now stop being silly and make a new wipeout. Precisely. <laughs> yeah, that, that, That'd uh, be awesome. That remastered one isn't going to last forever, even though it's back on the PlayStation Five. I've seen. For, oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, I think. I don't know if it's an updated version or whether it's just the same, the good old same PlayStation Four, you mm. know, HD, whatever it was. Yeah. For. Well, the interesting thing, just briefly touching back on Bungie again as well, is that Sony have said straight away as well that they have no intention of stopping them from being multi-platform. So they're still going to remain multi-platform. Obviously, Destiny is already out on Xbox, so. Any updates yeah, presumably will continue, but, that, but, but, that but, but they goes seem back to be to suggesting my, that they would be. But that goes back to my point: is what's the point then of of purchasing the studio? I, I, I suppose at the end of the day, you make mon- you're still making money, aren't you, off of other platforms? Yeah. But it's a it's a strange mm. time, and and apparently both Microsoft and Sony have said they plan to make further acquisitions. Which, to be honest with you, from a from our perspective as gamers, I don't see being a good thing. Yeah. I think it's good to have those third parties out there. You know, it, it's stifling competition effectively, or, or at worst, basically turning it into a two-horse race. Nintendo are kind of their own thing, so I think they're always going to be there. Um, and you know, fair play to them. And I've got, you know, we've both got Switches, and it's a fantastic console. But they're always kind of their own thing. But yeah. outside of that, it feels like it feels like everything's becoming Sony or Microsoft, and I just I'm not sure that's a good thing. You can only hope that. Obviously, that well, well the likes of Annapurna and, and Devolver Digital in particular, hopefully they carry on doing what they do because the way things are going, personally, I think I'm going to be playing a lot more of their games than anything else. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I think, that, I don't know if it's worth mentioning about the amazing journalism that we picked up on. Um, <laughs> Can you even for... call it journalism when it's the song? I mean, <laughs> well, you know. Nice. As tabloids it's in its go, absolute loosest sense. <laughs> were they? Uh, it was the bungee thing that they would go. Yeah, because I, 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 I couldn't understand how they got how they got to this point at all. But they turned around and they said, "And this is journalism on their website. Journalism, people. Um, this is what you in pay your hard-earned <laughs> cash on. Yeah, journalism. Uh, that the two point nine billion dollar uh, bungee acquisition by Sony." Uh, has made Xbox owners sell their Xbox Series Xs and buy PlayStations. First of all, I'd like to know where the hell they got the PlayStations from. <laughs> That's because, a very good point. Because you can't. Uh, mm. Well, not easily. And um, who in their right mind would sell their Xbox 
when you've got all that wonderful stuff coming. I mean, just yeah. seriously. It's, well, it's and, just nonsense, isn't it? I mean, it's not like Halo's moved to the PlayStation no, for a start. No. <laughs> Which is the main sort of money. money. It, it's really. just, I mean, it, where they got that from, I will never know. It's just an uh, absolute rubbish. It was, it just it was like somebody trying to stoke the console war fire. Doesn't yeah. It? That's all it was. Just complete it was, clickbait. It, it, it was well the clickbait thing. It was it was it was like clickbait of yeah we've got a story and you're going to click on the title and you read the the article and it's like mm, no <laughs> it's not even this this no is like the Sun Gaming you. equivalent of a Daily Express weather article. <laughs> it's Snow Mageddon's coming. Yeah, it's it yeah. really not, is it? Dearie me. So uh, lots of money being exchanged uh, potentially between all these different. Um, companies uh, mm. the only losers is going to be the consumer yeah and it feels uh, a bit like that doesn't it it does feel and, that way and the developers themselves because all this money is exchanging hands at the top end uh effectively it's business it's nothing that's um that's necessarily good for the developer themselves we're still going to hear stories about um you know crunching and whatever else to try and get games out on time um you know all this is going to do is exacerbate the whole situation even more because there's lots of more money involved and we need to Mm -hmm. see return on the valley blah 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 and um i feel really sorry for the developers in that sense so um yeah we can only hope it's certainly with activision blizzard that microsoft actually sort out the working conditions yeah i mean i in all fairness, I've known a few people who've worked for Microsoft, and I think they are actually meant to be a good company to work for. So, hopefully, as they bring their working ethos across, things will improve greatly. Yeah, hopefully. And they've got they've got the right man at the uh, the head of Xbox. Big uh, Phil. Big old he, Phil. He seems like a decent chap, doesn't he? Seems to. Yeah, seems like he's game for a laugh as well. So it's good. Um, and that is the end of all the crazy stuff that's been going on since you probably last heard us uh we'll wrap it up we'll we've we've got an hour and 10 minutes in the can at the minute i don't think it'll be quite an hour and 10 minutes but um i think probably about just under an hour maybe but um what have you been playing andy all of the games all of the games (laughs) (laughs) so where do i start so i Uh, think let me start with resident evil i had a so starting so actually at Halloween, I think I probably mentioned it in one of the previous podcasts. I was playing Resident Evil 2 Remake, which is absolutely superb. And and if you're old like me and you played the original when it came out in 1998, I think it was. Get out. Um, <laughs> I think it was. Ouch. Then um, the, all I can say about this is it felt like playing the original, but for a modern lens, it superb game, absolutely brilliant. Quite quite pant wetting in places, but uh... <laughs> pant wetting. <laughs> but wow. yeah, outstanding game. Um, but then I, I finished that and I, I downloaded Resident Evil 7 as part of the um, game collection, PS Plus game collection, and because uh, I'd never played it. And all I can say is this is one of those games where I should have just gotten and bought it. I, I didn't buy it because I thought a first-person Resident Evil, I, I'm not sure I can handle it. Because oh, okay. <laughs> third-person was scary enough. But um, no, I mean, it, the, the opening section in the in the house where you're being stalked is is pretty scary, quite tense. Nice. It it loses a little bit of that as you go along, I think, in fairness, um, as you get more tooled up. But it's it's such a well-made game. Um, it's a good story, actually, as well, surprisingly. Good characters in it. Um, the Baker family are very good. But, um, yeah, and it didn't outstay its welcome. I think it's about eight, ten hours long. Okay. But very, very good. Still felt like a Resident Evil game, which is a good thing. 
in terms of how you progress through the game and open different areas up, finding keys and and so on and so forth. But uh, yeah, it was a superb game. And I wanted to finish that because I'd bought myself Resident Evil Village Mm. late last year and and wanted to make a start on that because, again, it looked really good. Do the stories yeah. follow on directly? Yes. So, so Resident Evil Village is a literally take takes off. Uh, maybe a, I can't remember how long it is, but not long after Resident Evil Seven, so the same main character. Um, mm-hmm. But it's all. I, I don't really want to spoil it, but um, it, it's much more action oriented. I'd say it's okay. it's quite quite actiony from the get go. Um, it's more tense for the most part that's, that's, than scary. That's in- interesting because obviously from the demo, I've only played the demo of Village, and yes. you kind of get the feeling that it's um, it's survival horror. Uh, yeah, a, so a it's bit like the, um, some of those others. It's a bit like Outlast, wasn't it? That's yeah, that's that's kind of what I thought it would be like. It's, it's not that. It's not like that. Okay. No, so so yeah. in that demo, I think it was just to give you an idea of how it was going to look and so on. But you yeah. play, you're playing as a maiden, aren't you? In that, um, yeah. with no weapons or anything. But in the main game, you're pretty pretty well tooled up from the start. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of bits that are maybe a little bit scary-ish, but for mm. the most part, it's just pretty much pure action. And uh, but really good fun with it. It's a, it's a really well-made game. Looks absolutely stunning, uh, especially the castle, which is the bit you played in the demo. Mm-hmm. It's it's well worth a get, well worth a go. And again, the story's quite engaging as well. There is one bit that is really genuinely scary, which I won't spoil. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's it's quite it. good because yeah. it's split into different areas and there's one area which is pretty terrifying, to be fair. Um, really quite disturbing. But the rest of it is pretty much just shoot anything that moves and, and I'll give it a but great fun with it. Give it a go when I when I see it in the bargain bin. I think I'm, I'm I don't think I can scare myself. Uh, ah, so, so yeah. honestly, just one bit that's really scary. The rest of it. Have you played seven? No, no. Ah, okay. No. It's, if well, you're going to well, play eight, then play seven first. But yeah, okay. it's on it's on on the game pack. Gets on the PS Plus collection. That sounds like a uh, a, a definite thing to do then, mm. especially if it's included in, uh, for free. Yeah, definitely. It's worth it's worth playing. Um, so, do you want to go else? next? Uh, well, yeah, let me, let me, well, no, I do, I do, I do one. Um, so I was playing Far Cry 5, a bit of an old one. It was, it came on offer on uh, PlayStation a while, while back, um, end of last year or so. I can't, mm-hmm. I've lost track. I've, it was a while ago since we did the last podcast. So I played Far Cry 5, um, and I think your dog did as well. But it was <laughs> um, uh, Dave, who normally does the podcast with us, uh, played it previously uh really got into it really enjoyed it the the everything's completely wacky and silly in terms of um uh, you know some of the characters and and the situations you get yourselves into and um, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um so uh yeah it might be um familiar if you've ever played a far cry game uh yeah, and, this, um, this is the one set in america isn't it yeah that, that's it that's With the, the one seeds Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's a very, it's a really good game. It's really fun. I really enjoyed it. I, I think initially when I started playing, I didn't click with it. Um, I carried on playing, but it only took about an hour and a half maybe to really click into it and understand what's going on and yeah, um, and how it kind of plays out and what you need to really be trying to do. Uh, but once I got into it, I was then just trying to break the game as much as possible so i'd go <laughs> go in totally. a plane and try and finish a, a a mission somewhere else that i hadn't even uncovered or you know just trying to break as many as many components of it as possible uh, and the only way i broke it was where you get to these sort of bits where um you're dragged in for questioning um and you're meant to uh 
you, you get a load of things, a load of characters uh, coming at you, uh, and they 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 shoot at you. And there's a number of times I wasn't anywhere near them. They hadn't shot me. I still had full life. Um, they couldn't find me. They had you know. But then I'd suddenly stop, and then it'd take you through to this uh, this this scene where you had to sort of endure whatever torture or whatever, uh, which was great. Um, and I'm thinking, well, you didn't catch me. You didn't know where I was. I shot you. You didn't shoot me. There wasn't anybody left, and and still somehow they they captured me. Um, uh, so that annoyed me a little bit. It's like, well, you could have made it a little bit more, uh, you know, tricky with with how um, you can escape certain situations or, or, or whatever. But being an open world game, I suppose it's difficult to uh, to really do that. Really yeah. enjoyed it though. Um, I think the the game. You know, the Far Cry series really has, has improved every single one. It's very familiar. It's not like you know if you've never played a Far Cry game or if you have played a Far Cry game before, it won't be like you you don't feel familiar and at home with it. But it's the story wise. I thought the story was really clever, um, if not a little preposterous. But in terms of you know where you end up with it, I mm. I, I completed it with the bad ending. Um, oh. uh, yeah, so I'm not going right. to not going to ruin it. Uh, but there are alternative endings, and um, uh, I've I've only finished with the with the bad ending. I, I don't want to go and play it again. Uh, I am tempted to go and get uh, Far Cry Six as a result, but I, I will play other things before I do that. And oh, I think Far Cry Six will need to be a bit cheaper. But I I think if you enjoy if you enjoy going around um, traversing different places and I don't know trying to find um, different animals to skin well you know far cry's your game <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i kind of got bored with far cry after four to be honest just, yeah they're just too samey i i thought four was a bit harder to get into if i'm honest i, I don't know why yeah I didn't but go five i really slotted into quite quickly uh, uh, yeah okay. no i just I'd recommend it no after three and playing a playing summer four i just kind of lost interest to be honest i, I have no particular desire to go back to anything <laughs> yeah um and I'd, I'd quickly mention so i'm I'm just making my way through mafia the definitive edition so that, that's going quite nicely i did start playing guardians of the galaxy uh, mm. recently which i really, really love I, I think game wise it's a bit kind of eh, it's all right it's okay and the flying stuff i'm not that bothered about but uh, it's the way the characters interact and uh, berate each other, and, and the decisions you make as a result of you know trying to g people up, and, and yeah. it's worth. I, I think it's a really well written game, and I spent far too long in the initial scene. I won't ruin it if you've not played it. Um, I spent far too long in the initial scene, just trying everything and anything I possibly could in that that environment. We'll talk about it in the, Fair in enough. the future. Yeah, I, I have got it, but I haven't played it yet. Yeah, so but we'll, yeah, we'll so wait. It's a funny one, isn't it? Because I remember reading reviews, and the reviews said all were fairly positive. Yeah, but a little bit lukewarm in places. But then most sort of comments I've I've seen and, and read from gamers out there suggest that it's actually a much better game than perhaps the reviews uh, made out. To I think it. Can. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's um, it's kind of everything you'd want in a Guardians of the Galaxy game. I think it's it, yeah. most mostly humour and. The graphics are pretty good, to be honest. It's good fun, and yeah. it's just silly, but that's what you want when you're playing a game, I thought. Yeah, indeed. So. I, do, I do wonder if, to some extent, it's suffered some sort of Avengers hangover. 
<laughs> I wonder if I wonder if some of the some of the scoring was down to down to Avengers, which deserved Maybe. the slating it got in fairness. I actually finished that recently and the single player yeah, is okay, I, but I, I stayed away. Just I stayed away from cranky. Avengers. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't played that at all. Yeah. <laughs> the single player is alright, it's not bad, but yeah. the rest of it is just terrible. What else had you been playing? So I had, I got Life is Strange True Colours for Christmas. So uh, played straight through that after I finished Resident Evil Village. I quite like Life is Strange games. I, I've not yeah. played. I've only ever played short bits of maybe even just the the demos or or the sort of oh, teaser okay. demo stuff. I, I, but I've really enjoyed what I've played. I've just never yeah. gone and fully gone into a Life is Strange. Fair title. enough. So I completed the first one. Um, I had I didn't play the DLC and I haven't played the second one to be honest either. So this is only the second one I've played. Mm. Um, you can certainly tell it's a Life is Strange game in, t- in terms of how it how it plays. Um, and if you haven't played any of them, then it's if you've played, ever played any of the Telltale games, Walking Dead and so on, then it's quite similar to that, maybe a little bit more open. Um, so yeah, so you basically play this girl called Alex and she moves to a town uh, in Colorado, I think it is, up in the mountains and, and to, to move with a, her brother. Um uh, and I don't want to spoil in any of the story, but she she basically is able to sense people's emotions in a sort of sixth sense sort of a way, as opposed to just being really good at intuiting. Um, and and a lot of the game centers on how she does that and what she does with the information she gleans from these people. A lot of it is about helping them and and trying to resolve issues they've got and so on, as well as the sort of a central mystery, which again I won't go into. It's played over five episodes. The difference here is that it wasn't released episodically as the original one was, so it was just released as a game, but it's still broken down. Um, but yeah, it plays very, very similarly to, to Life is Strange, albeit in Life is Strange you could rewind time and you obviously can't do that here, so any decisions you make stick throughout the game. Mm. Um, big thing I'd say with it, I mean, it, gameplay-wise, it's quite simplistic, of course. There's not a massive amount to it, but it's quite inventive within that framework um for example there's one bit that plays out like a light rpg for example Mm. um but each episode kind of changes things up slightly as you go along um but the thing that really stuck with me i think was the story more than anything and certainly from an emotional perspective um one of the most affecting games i think i've played it's quite sad through a lot of it to be honest Uh, and genuinely sad and I have to say, fair play to the to the actors within it. They they did an absolutely superb job, uh, and I I criminally can't remember the name of the lady who played Alex, but she she did an absolutely outstanding job. To be fair, she really sold it. Sounds sounds like a a good um, title to get get hold of and uh, give it a go. Then in definitely, case, definitely. Uh, there is some yeah. DLC as well where you play as one of the other characters, but I haven't haven't got that okay. as of yet. I may well go for it at some point. So yeah, so I played that, uh, and I guess the other one that I finished was Death Store. Oh, that's the crow thing. Yes, so the Death Store is yeah. by the same company who made Titan Souls. If you if you've played, oh that. yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's an isometric view, top down sort of a game, and I guess the closest game that I could liken it to really is Zelda. Okay. So it's it's got a very Zelda like feel to it, um, but a really really good game. Um, Given it is about death, it's got a surprising sense of humour to it. There's a ge- few moments where I generally did have a bit of a chuckle, which is great. But um, at the same time, it does handle the subject matter well, I think. Um, 
it, a lot of it's about defying death really okay. and why and why that's wrong and, and that sort of thing so quite a heavy subject matter but done with a lightness of touch that keeps it entertaining as well deft <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, but it's um it, it's a really well-made game as well i mean control wise it's superb it's got a bit of a metroidvania sort of thing going on as well so you open open up parts of the world as you go as you get different skills and so on and it's one of those games where you finish the game uh, and i went straight back into it again to start doing some of the bits that i'd missed going around each area i haven't finished doing that because i wanted to take a bit of a break but mm. uh, but it's good enough that i'm pretty sure i will go back and i believe there is like a true ending that you can get if you go back in and finish everything mm. So, uh, yeah, I Sounds think I probably good. will do I, that. I, but it's a really good game. Very worth playing. I, I, I did see when it came out um, originally, and I was, I, the sort of trailers and things for it, and it really hit me as one I wanted to try out because it's mm-hmm. kooky enough and different enough that it doesn't look and feel mainstream. But it's interesting you say yeah. it kind of feels like uh, a Zelda um, sort of feel to it. But um, yeah, that's one I definitely want to try. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth a go. Um, I, I know from uh, from a conversation I had with Andrew off of the uh, Switch Focus podcast that it's not for everybody. <laughs> he actually didn't like it at all. But um, okay. <laughs> but like uh, for for me, it certainly certainly comes highly recommended. Cool. And I guess my last one, if I'm allowed one. You more. have one more. <laughs> my goodness. One final you, one. You have far is, too many. Um, Tales of Arise. So I've only ever played Tales of Symphonia, which was some time ago, back on PS3. It was the remastered version. Um, so I haven't really played many of the Tales games at all, um, hmm. but I'd heard really good things about it. So I thought I'll give that a go. Uh, I have to say it's worth those, you know, it, it deserves those good things of what I've played so far. I think I'm about 15 hours in. Um, it's just, a, again, it's a, a very well-told game. It's about slavery and, and well... <laughs> Don't really Dark need to things. say that slavery is a bad thing, but um, yeah. there's the, there's a lot of a lot around about that within it. But um, in terms of how it plays, it play it's an action RPG. Um, I, I'm going to have to mention it now. It does feel a little bit like the Final Fantasy VII remake in how it plays. <sighs> but I should say that style of game comes more from the Tales series than it does from Final banned. Fantasy. Obviously, that's I'm going to ban you that's... from this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, in terms of the basic gameplay, it plays a lot like that, but actually there's probably a bit more to the action really within Tails. So you have a primary attack button, you've got a dodge button, and then you, you can map special attacks to different buttons and, and you have a, a limited number of points you can spend on those before they have to recharge. And then you can build up to different special attacks as well. So you have, there's so many different attacks going on, it's untrue really. You've got some attacks mapped to the directional button, which... Um, build up a gauge over time and you have those for each character you have within your battle team at the time so Mm. up to four um you then you can have team ups so you can team up two two um of your characters together to unleash a special attack um and it just goes on and on you've got like a i hate to use it but like a final fantasy 7 style limit break gauge as well mm. so when that fills up you go into special heightened mode and then all of your special attacks you can use without it costing you anything and then you can put two put press two buttons together and that unleashes a special attack to finish that particular mode and the list kind of goes on and on um you've got the main protagonist alfin um who you by default play as but you can actually also choose to play as any of the other characters as well so if you get bored of playing with one person 
Um, he's a sword-based character. You've got another character who's got a rifle, another one who's purely magic-based, and another, again, who's more like a traditional beat-em-up sort of character. Mm. And with him, as you continue to attack, you build up a gauge as well, very much beat-em-up-like. So there's just a huge amount going on. Um, but yeah, and then you're just going through and you basically have to find and defeat these lords. So I guess story-wise, it's relatively traditional, but mm. it's just really good fun really really enjoying it so far but it's turn-based no no it's not it's, it's, it's not a, an action rpg action rpg Ooh. but yeah so as i say you do have cooldowns but in that sense it's it's very much more an action rpg than a than a turn-based one mm, but okay. uh, yeah so i'm i say i'm about 15 hours in um i did read a comment from somebody the other day that said they'd spent 80 hours in it so um I might be a little way off the end. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you know, if you had a little label on it, it says this game will take uh, I, on I, average. I don't think it does take that long, but it's yeah. one of those ones where you can put the time in if you, you want could. to. Yeah, yeah, okay. If you wanted to be a real completionist, then it's a, it's a lengthy game. Sounds good. Um, right, I think we've probably done. I think we've seen I the end more of than enough from me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for your time, Andy. Pleasure as always. Um, and thank you very much to our listeners for listening. And we wish you a lovely time in between now and then. If you wish to get in contact with us via the Game Podular Twitter account or via our own PlayState podcast, PlayState, what's pod. <laughs> PlayState pod on Twitter. Um, if there's anything on here you've heard that's interested you and you want to uh, reach out and let us know what you think then please do um otherwise um don't i suppose uh the other thing is a good idea is to go and listen to our other shows on the game podular network so you've got the end focus podcast and you've also got the power of x podcast for xbox uh and yeah we've obviously got us which is play state so thank you very much for listening and i don't know what else to say really other than have a lovely day so bye bye showing some movement i'm seeing a ticking is. timer with a red dot Excellent. so either it's recording or about to blow up <laughs> beep, 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 beep. um this time on 24 um, <laughs> oh, God. that's going back a few years now isn't it god it is i've never watched more than season one i started season two but never got through to i think to i watched all of season one and two and a bit of three I got a bit bored. Oh, yeah, I always, I'm terrible at watching the entirety of TV shows. Just, uh, I've just never finish them. I started watching uh, a really, really terrible TV show, and we're on season four of it already, which is the seven seasons uh, called Burn Notice, which oh, is yeah. I've heard of it, which is fun, um, but silly, cheesy. very yeah. cheesy. I think I uh, watched one. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just suitably entertaining. Switch your brain off. Don't think about it. You've had a hard day. Don't mm. worry. It's all good. Oh, have you got Prime? I think I've got everything that yeah, we can get. Likewise, yeah, likewise. Apart from Apple TV, I think. I have got Prime. Have, but, Go on, which, what um, are you watching? Re- uh, Reacher's just Reacher, come out on there. Yeah, we're on episode two. We just finished. Oh, okay. Oh, I've goodness. just started Reacher episode two. It's very oh, good. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> so good. But that yeah. Alan Richardson's perfect for that. For that oh, he's, he, yeah. It, everything, everything Tom heard. Cruise wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm looking at it going... 
How could you ever put Tom Cruise, the, the shortest man in Hollywood? Well, yeah. maybe not the shortest man in Hollywood. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, the, the short. We, we, yeah, let's move on. Uh, yeah, how could you put the, uh, the this short, fairly skinny guy in as someone who's meant to be a six five, built like a brick outhouse? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. 